0: welcome to the empowering real talk podcast it's your host Keisha aka Coach K Woods founder of Upgraded Mindsets whose mission is to inspire and empower unapologetic self-confidence through conversation insight and value some of these conversations may be uncomfortable but in order for us to grow individually and as a whole these conversations are necessary Be sure you are favoring on your favorite podcast streaming platform, subscribe to the Empowering Real Talk YouTube channel, and let's get started. Welcome back to the Empowering Real Talk podcast. It is your girl, Keisha, aka Coach K Woods with Upgraded Mindsets, and I am back with another dope session. Before I get started, you know what I'm going to ask? Please, if you are seeing us on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to the channel, like, favorite, all that good stuff. But if you are listening to us on the podcast, then make sure you are following me on your favorite streaming platform, but then you are also rating and reviewing these episodes. Um, You guys' feedback has been amazing and I'm super appreciative. Um, You know, I'm going to go ahead and keep the ball rolling because y'all know who I am. But if you are watching us on YouTube, then you know that I have a guest with me. So I'm going to allow him to introduce himself. Hello, hello.
1: Hello, Keisha. It's my pleasure to be on your podcast. We've been working on this for a month or two, but thank you. Thank you for inviting me on. Uh, My name is Joseph Patrick Fair. I'm an author. Uh, I worked uh, in Public safety, I did a bunch of different things in my lifetime, but I worked in public safety, which uh, when I retired from that, I wrote the book, uh, To Die a Hero. And I've watched one, as of recently, this year, been writing a lot more uh, self-help, uh, Oneness Magazine, Heart of Hollywood Magazine. So I am a midstream, reasonably successful author. Uh, that. and that's what I'm doing in my retirement. And coming on, podcast to have uh, impactful discussions with people to try to make the world a better place.
0: Absolutely. And I love it. I um, I so appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for, you know, even coming on to the show. Um you know that I I, I tell my guests and my audience that, you know, I'm here to bring resource and solution um because we've got to break free from these negative restrictions. Um you know, so whatever um and whoever um, will, co- you know, is willing to bring, you know, their resources to the platform. I'm always all for it. Um, you know, I am a coach for women, but I am here to help all of us because all of us need to grow individually and as a whole. So I'm super appreciative for you taking the time out today.
1: Thank you, Keisha, and uh, the pleasure is mine. And uh, yes, let's have an insightful discussion absolutely about self-actualization.
0: Let's get it. So let's tell a little bit. Um, tell us a little bit about your backstory, Joseph. Um, What, you know, tell us a little about your history past, things like that. We definitely want to know. Well,
1: uh, I grew up uh, in a family in West Michigan, Uh, pretty successful family, to, uh, l- lucky to have really uh, good role models in my family. Uh, I had known since time I was about seven or eight, I wanted to be a firefighter. Uh, we have a thing here in West Michigan where, uh, some jobs uh some of the departments want you to be cross-trained police fire and ems to get a job so i uh after uh high school uh tinkered around a little bit in college eventually figured out that uh, i was not going to go into management and uh went to the fire academy became a firefighter uh did that for about seven years pivoted to law enforcement and uh when i retired uh 2020, I wrote a book, uh, To Die a Hero, End of Watch One, which is a police fiction book uh, inspired by my experiences as a uh, police officer. As of recently, I'm writing a lot more magazine articles and uh, uh, developing my writing. Absolutely.
0: And I think that that's great. Um, And you said that you wrote the book inspired um, by, you know, your decades in as a police and firefighter, you know, as well. Um, Does like, does that have like do you think that that had an impact on you wanting to now, you know, become someone that is now helping others on another level because you spent years helping, you know, others, you spent years helping us and thank you so much for your service. Um, you know, with that, um, do you think that that, you know, had an impact on you wanting to continue to help, but just in a different capacity?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, uh, I was raised in a household. There was a message about spirituality and, uh, service to your country and your community and uh when i retired i figured out that i didn't uh have the ability to go out and hit the streets so i thought the best next next best thing i could do is take some of my experiences put them in the book there is some entertainment in the book there's also some learning in the book there's some interesting situations that we have to face uh in life that forces us to grow and do a little uh soul searching and growing uh in my case my uh self-actualization started around 20 years ago Mm -hmm. 2003 4 into 2005 i was uh drinking alcohol and probably abusing alcohol figured out that uh, i had a struggle there Uh, by chance i had had the proper training to go down to new orleans after hurricane katrina and work in the rescue operation at uh, at uh, New Orleans, probably one of the biggest parts of my career serving the public. And while I was down there, I got uh, poisoned by mm-hmm. petrochemicals in the water, got back up here to Michigan, was sick on and off for six months or so in the hospital. And at that point, my doctor said, it's time for you to quit drinking because you, you can't put any more, uh, uh, chemicals in your body. Your body is already damaged from these other experiences. Uh, had a couple episodes of post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the second time I got out of the hospital, the doctor said I would, uh, I'd drive, uh, directly to AA if I were you. And I would, uh, find a sponsor and start working the 12 steps, which is basically when my self-discovery and, uh, learning about myself and learning about addiction started and it's been a great thing i've had 15 years of continuous sobriety and learned a lot down the road and would like to help anybody out there that could be struggling with addiction or uh, anything like that Uh, i'm a spokesperson and a coach to help people that uh, need help in that department
0: I think that that is so freaking amazing. Um, I people don't understand like our own experiences. To me, in my opinion, make us one of the best teachers when it comes to you know self actualization. You know, coming into our own. You know, um, I think that it's amazing that you said it started 20 years ago. You know, people feel like that there's just like this overnight thing that we flip a switch and tomorrow we are just completely different than we were, um, you know, the night before. And it could have some aspects. However, um, you saying that it took that long for you to kind of, you know, step into that unapologetically. I, I rock the hashtag unapologetic. And you are, you know, definitely a person that is like, you know what, this is what I want to do. You know, I'm going to do it in this capacity. I'm going to do it in this capacity and I'm going to keep doing it through my struggles, you know, through your struggles. Yep, and, yep. you know, let me just say that, you know, definitely shout out to you for overcoming, you know, the alcohol abuse and things like that, because let's just say in the beginning, shout out to you for acknowledging that there was something that needed to be addressed because it takes we don't do that. Yeah, we don't do that. So definitely huge shout out to you for that. Um, I know that there are definitely some listeners out here that are definitely going to relate to that because we tend to, you know, brush those type of things under the rug. Um, And these are the type of conversations that I love to talk about, because I know that this is going to impact somebody after our conversation today.
1: So somebody somebody's out there and they're listening and they're struggling and they're in pain. And I will tell them to walk away from the stigma and uh try to separate yourself from the guilt and shame that that the secret to getting over addiction is taking a little break away from that stopping caring what other people think and ask yourself one question what can i do today to make the quality of my life better Hmm. and in most cases it involves self-love and having the courage to go down to an AA meeting and sit there and maybe you don't share maybe you just sit in the room and you get a phone number from somebody maybe you get a month of sobriety two months sobriety you have a relapse don't care about the relapse just try to get right back to another meeting and that i believe that somebody most people around six months if they've had a couple periods of sobriety they notice their life is getting different Mm -hmm. it might not be better but it's different some of their crowd is changing some of the things they care about are changing right maybe your drinking buddies aren't so important and your kids are starting to become more important <laughs> when you realize that when you realize that you have some grip on the addiction uh then there is a spiritual component mm-hmm. you got to work the 12 steps you got to do some uh, self-analyzation and then uh making some amends to people uh showing up taking ownership of your life and then coming up with a system to keep your mindset right so that you don't fall back into that old mindset. I believe somebody that's addicted is stuck in a thought pattern that's dysfunctional Mm -hmm. and somebody that's sober has figured out a way to monitor it and adjust it. Yeah. And that people think, uh, sobriety is too complicated. It's mindset adjustment, and then uh, maintenance on that. And anybody mm-hmm. can do it if they want it. Anyway, go go ahead. And uh, what else did you have to say?
0: No, 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 no. You're good because that is, your words are on point. Um, you know, I'm big on mindset. You know, I am a transformational mindset coach for women. And I do believe the mind is where everything begins. So you saying that is completely aligned with what I agree. Um, I'm not taken away from anyone's struggles and i'm definitely not yes. down trying to minimize that at all but sometimes we have to hear those harsh words so thank you for you know advising that and saying you know it is the mindset because our mind is if we are continuously telling our mind that we want to get better eventually we're going to start looking for and applying the tools and policies to start that journey you know Complete, um you're
1: completely on right there yeah we have to tell ourselves life could be better and start working on the tools, but yeah, yeah keep going.
0: No. Yeah. And like I said, it, it's, it's important for us to stay consistent. Uh, you know, I, I noticed um, that a lot of people, once they acknowledge that they have, you know, a situation, then they go right back to the default of that situation. So you've acknowledged it, but now the hard stuff, you know, half of it is the hard stuff is acknowledging true enough. And that's with anything, but the other half is finding what's going to work for you to overcome it. You know, um, I, I, I've talked to people, they'll say, yeah, I know I got a problem, but they're okay with their problem. They're okay with staying stuck there, you know, and unfortunately, that's you know not the best move to make but it's really up to us to put policies get policies to put them in place and sometimes that's going to involve you reaching out for support you know um yep. being supported is super important and in, in my own personal experience being supported is what helped me overcome a lot of my own personal trauma that i suppressed for years um i'm very transparent about my story now but That's because I had the support and I still have the support. It ain't, it didn't go away. You know, I have, if anything, I'm aligning more and more support for me because I'm providing that support to others. It's all just one big dope ass alignment, you know, and I love it, you know, but it also involved me getting accountable for myself, understanding that I have the power to change every single thing about me. It's nobody else's control. It is mine. You know, how everyone else receives, how I shift is not my concern. My concern is my shift. You know, you mentioned earlier saying that, you know, we're worried about others, you know, and how other people think. But when we are trying to make transformation, actually realizing who we are and who we want to be, we can't worry about that outside influence, you know?
1: We have to own our own life. And we have to accept that part of owning our life is going to make some people happy and it's going to make other people very unhappy. Absolutely. And uh, some people will benefit from us owning our own life and some people will lose some influence over us. And those people are bound to air their grievance with you. And then you have to have the courage to stand up, listen to their grievance, uh, hopefully not argue with them, Mm -hmm. uh, accept that they have a grievance, but not get too caught up in why they have a grievance or the blaming aspect of conflict the blaming aspect of conflict Uh, i would like to throw in a second piece that i i read i read something right before we got on and uh, my intuition is speaking to me people who are addicted need to know that there's a possibility that they just have a brain that does not regulate a chemical called dopamine dopamine Mm -hmm. and serotonin are kind of the feel-good chemicals in our brain some people in the winter time they don't feel well they have a bad day at work they come home they have a few drinks to try to Mm -hmm. feel okay and uh, that addictive behavior could be driven by uh, childhood trauma could be uh, driven by post-traumatic stress disorder And uh, somebody could just have uh, poor regulation of the dopamine. Then they have times where they don't feel well, then they need the chemical to stimulate it. And uh, what I would tell anybody out there is that if you're addicted to a chemical and you find a support mechanism, it might not work exactly the same Mm -hmm. way, but it'll work similar. And you may get the relief you need without the intoxication and uh, then your path to sobriety gets a lot easier. But it helps people release from the stigmatism. If you're born with that mind that doesn't regulate chemicals well, you just uh, may have an addictive personality. Also, you just have to take the steps, uh, build your life, adjust it, get to a 12-step program, and, uh, and get sober and not care about what anybody else thinks.
0: Period. Just don't care. Um, you know, and I know that's easier said than done, um, you know, but it, it's something that we have to do. Listen, life is not easy. Um, and I really want us to get out of that mindset of thinking that things that we truly want in life are supposed to be easy to come by. Um, if you are be getting yourself in a mindset of saying, this is what I want to have, then it's going to be easier for you to stay into that mode. But we default more than 75% of the time. So if we're operating from a state of default, then that's exactly where we're going to stay. There's no magic wand that we're just going to put in. And even though we're thinking it was our default mind, that that magic wand is just going to make everything happen for us. That's just not, you know, what happens, you know? Um, I want to dig into like a couple of things that, um, cause I did read your article on self-actualization and I loved it. Um, I think that it is very informative. Um, <clears throat> yes. And very, very thing. So yeah, if you could actually just read us an excerpt or two out of there yes. and, um, the, I don't know my guests would love to hear, or my audience would love to hear that.
1: Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, oneness magazine, November, 2021, um, page 42. I need to give credit to Marcus LaPlante. Uh, Marcus Lapointe is a wonderful author. I had the opportunity with uh, Oneness Magazine to write an article called Overcoming Adversity. I would say that my life experience and struggles uh, prepared me for this. Uh, But uh, the part that's really resonated with people is this uh, paragraph right here. Uh, The problem in life is not how to overcome adversity. The problem in life is how to live in a manner that we accept that life must contain some level of adversity. To overcome the proper percentage is a necessary mission of life. Also taking ownership of one's life, the good, the bad is a necessary component of a resilient life. Uh, if an adversity is coded as an opportunity to grow, a person that is facing adversity is having a good life experience. And if adversity is coded as trouble, then facing adversity is a bad life experience. So we can choose to code an experience, and we could see it as a growing opportunity. or we could see it as trouble. Uh, both are actually there. Whichever one we feed, if we say we wanna feed the growth aspect of that, we get the growth out of it. If we want to feed the, uh, the victim side of that argument, we get that life experience that comes from that. And when people make that shift from the victim mentality to uh, growth mentality, eventually 90 days, 120 days in their life, they look back if they're journaling and they say, some of my troubles have passed. I have new sunshine and the rise in my life. A new opportunity has arrived, something like that. And it is tied right to their mindset. They chose to upgrade their mindset. Their mindset yes. opened up the uh, reticulating activating system in mm-hmm. the brain. That maybe an opportunity they didn't see. They wouldn't have saw if they they see a new opportunity. They change their behavior. They modify that behavior. They get a... Brain chemical stimulation. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, my life is going well. And then uh, the, the quality of life. And then if you recycle that over and over again in life, you end up living a much more productive life than if you get caught in that other thought process.
0: Yeah. Ooh, that was deep. That was really deep. Um, we have to realize how important self-discipline really is. Um, we've got to <sighs> take that and grab it by the horns. And we've got to ride that wave. You know, um, there is nothing worse to me than somebody knowing that there are situations that they know they are ready to overcome. But because they, they're stuck in default or stuck in that victim victimized way of thinking, They believe that if they don't, if they do overcome it, then people are going to forget about what they've been through. Um, And I've actually encountered that a lot with clients, um, excuse me, with clients because they don't want to lose their sense of self. But what I have to explain to them is your sense of self is not your struggles. Your sense of self is how you overcame those struggles. Your sense of self is you saying, you know what? I'm not perfect by any means, but I am going to put policies in place to make sure that I am living my life according to my values, according to my goals, my desires, um, and just being myself. Because doing that, I, I live that life every day. And I won't sit here and say that, you know, vulnerable moment that I don't have days where I'm like, hmm, I wonder if I do this, if such and such is going to feel this way. Again, it's a method of default. Right. But the tools have to be in place to take me out of that default because I'm like, oh, OK, yep. Nope. Nope. We don't, we don't do that. You know, I, I correct myself and a lot of us don't want to be accountable with correcting ourselves. And then we get mad when someone else tries to, you know positively correct us. I'm not speaking in a condescending way with people that, you know, because there are people out there that are definitely malice and mean with their messages. Um, But we still need to have those uncomfortable conversations with ourselves so we can strive to become, you know, better mentally, physically, spiritually, everything aligns together. You know, when you start one, you're consistent, everything else is going to align with that. You know, I am such a big believer when it comes to that, but that does not mean that your ass doesn't have to get up and do the work because you do.
1: Yeah. I have a life experience about, um, accountability that I think about during my journey, uh, to recover from post-traumatic stress. And, uh, alcoholism. And I was uh, listening to something like this on a different podcast. And somebody posed a question to me that made me feel very uncomfortable. But when I thought about it, it was completely aligned with the truth. Mm. Uh, I think the statement went something like this, I'll paraphrase, if you're having a bad day at work, and your boss says something really mean to you, even though you didn't make the mistake, You can't necessarily control what your boss said, but you have total control over how you react to it. You You don't have any right to get more upset than necessary to just solve the problem and move on. And I think back in my life, a few times I was at work, maybe there was a struggle or problem, and then I used that reaction for attention or for self gratification mm-hmm. or look how important i am that the boss yelled at me and that would be considered the improper use of a situation like that if if you're high in accountability and self-actualization you say no it doesn't really have much to do with me how do i solve the problem what what exactly happened where do i what, what do i need to own maybe i need to own 20 percent of it 50 percent of it mm-hmm. how do i own it how do i uh, make amends to them how do I make up for it, and how do I get to healing as quick as possible? Uh, that thing has helped me a lot in my uh, progression of uh, self-actualization. Is yeah. that I have to own, I have to own my reactions. Uh, whatever happens, good or bad, today I get up in the morning, I pray, I meditate for an hour or two, I ask God to help me <laughs> manage my uh, obsessive tendencies and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then if I have a great day, I thank God for it. And if I don't have a great day, I uh, thank God for letting me learn something very Absolutely. important. Oh, uh, I
0: love that, Joseph. I love that. If you have a bad day, you take the lesson and you're like, you know what? I'm not going to let it keep me down. I, I think that that is amazing. Um, we need routine, right? Do you agree? We need routine in our life. got to have routine. It's, um, it's mandatory.
1: <laughs> when my uh, sponsor told me, that you had this is his way of communicating what happened to me in my life you had uh conditioned your brain to think in a certain way that caused you to have addictive behavior and then you taught yourself how to be an alcoholic and i said to him yeah that's pretty much true. And Mm -hmm. then he said, if you can condition yourself to think in a way that drives your alcoholism, can't you condition yourself in a way that stops driving your alcoholism? Mm -hmm. And I said, "Uh, yeah, I probably could if I got around enough people at AA and I started watching what they were doing, watching what they were saying and uh, replicating that. Eventually, I could condition my brain to think like somebody who's not an alcoholic and he said mm-hmm. that the, the the compulsion to drink will end around the time that your thought patterns are aligned with somebody who doesn't want to drink and he was 100 mm-hmm. right oh, my God. for me it was about a year and a half two years i had done the visualization the breathing the meditation yeah. The 12 steps made my amends and then i woke up maybe 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 two years and i realized even if my friends call and they want to go drinking today i'm just i'm gonna stay home and write uh i'm gonna go pick my kids up uh i'm gonna go have a nice meal somewhere i'm not gonna run off to the bar so i He was completely right. We do condition ourselves to think in a way that drives addiction. We can learn the mirror image of that, and then we can apply that and Mm. break free of addiction.
0: I love that. I love that analogy. Like, tell him, tell your sponsor, shout out, because he is only point. Uh, <laughs> we've got to shift our environments and you said it, you know, we've got to shift our environment. We can't, you know, the situations, if we're trying to break free from certain things, um, there are certain people, places, and things that you've got to eliminate. And it's just that simple. You've got to eliminate those things. No matter how hard it's going to hurt you, no matter how hard it, if it's somebody, how hard it's going to hurt them. We are talking about the better of you. You know, yes. um, you've got to uh, get out of that struggle. You've got to get out of that sense of obligation to other people. Your first obligation and first priority is you. You. And I'm going to say it one more time. You. <laughs> yeah.
1: And uh, my the thing that helped me occasionally before I go to bed and pray, uh, I would say to God in, in a way, you know, um, I'm here to serve you. I'm here to serve you, God, and I'm here to live a good life. And uh, I have to let this person out of my life because they don't serve my new lifestyle and yeah. uh, forgive me for that maybe they're going to be hurt maybe i write them a letter a few people i wrote a letter to some people i sent a message i said hey uh you know i uh, i'm an alcoholic i can't drink I can't go to the bar now i hope you go to the bar i hope you have fun i hope you drink yeah. i can't do it please excuse me from this and then try to move on real quickly That's and not get, not get caught up in that thought pattern and then realize that by making your life better the people around you will get value and maybe somebody will lose value but a whole bunch of other people will gain value yeah and
0: and you're not they're they're not gonna die you know um they're not gonna die they're not gonna die you know um i've had to let go of some some very deep things in the past year, and you know, I am I'm totally at peace with it. Um, but I speak on it because I know these are the experiences that people go through on a daily. Whether it's a, a toxic job, a toxic significant other, a toxic family member, um, I am at the stage in my life where I am literally walking away from anything that has that word and the negativity behind it included in that. I'm just walking away from it and I'm okay with it. Um, it doesn't mean that I don't, don't love. And I, I think that's where people get it twisted. Um, this is that sixth sick, sick, sick sense of loyalty, um, that because I'm willing to walk away that I'm not still going to be loyal, you know, when it comes to secrets and, you know, stuff like that. And I'm, I'm still taking that stu- stuff to the grave with me, but I'm also taking my peace with me and my piece is first, you know? Um, so I think that that is just um, very important that people understand that we have to really be ready to sacrifice what it is that is no longer serving us because it's a sacrifice, you know? I,
1: I, I had a struggle with understanding what toxic relationships are mm-hmm. and uh, drinking and all that stuff. And I had a very simple thing given to me at one point Uh, I don't think this is AA information, but this was something that was shared amongst my group Mm -hmm. and uh, somebody communicated to me one day if uh, if if the golden rule of communication is 80 20 roughly 80% positive neutral communication 20% negative. If you have somebody in your life and they're communicating about 20% negative to you, it's probably kind of normal and it's uh, fits into a normal parameter. But if you have somebody communicating to you 50% negative or 80% negative, if you look back and you have a conversation and seven out of the last 10 were dressing down and uh, you don't don't measure up and that type of stuff, then those those relationships would be toxic. It, it, It just, it's their communication is outside of a standard protocol they may not really be trying to help or they may not try to hurt you they may think that that negative communication will help you or strengthen you or make you tough or something Mm -hmm. that they could be their motivation could be aligned but for me i wrote down on a piece of paper and said you know anybody that's in this uh more than 20 percent negativity Consistently over a month or two's time, I have to adjust how much I'm going to listen to and adjust the dynamic of the relationship. And then if anybody switches and they were very toxic, but they switch back over and they're loving and kind and respectful, I got to be wide open to it. And I got to open that door back up to communication and I got to support that person. And then I have to monitor to that that percentage. So so if people have struggles with their relationships, sit back and say, is it in a reasonable 80-20? Is the conversation 80-20? Or is it something different? And if it's something different, there's probably an adjustment that needs to happen.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Adjustment, people. Adjustment. That journey is necessary. Um, Be okay with taking as many reroutes and, and and detours as necessary because this is for your life. This is for your quality of life. So be prepared and be ready to take and do whatever is necessary. And that involves removing anything, anything that no longer aligns with your empowering self. Yeah, And uh, if
1: somebody around you is struggling with PTSD, they're bound to have a dialogue that is pretty negative and uh, uh, pretty, pretty toxic, basically. And uh, what it gets right down to for me when I think about it, they need to sit down with a board certified psychologist and somebody, somebody that has that training and understands that and is aligned with their doctor and all that Mm -hmm. then they need to talk that thing out with the proper person and then they need to get into some support and recovery system and as long as i communicate to them that i love them, respect them and honor them but i'm not up for psychotherapy because i'm not qualified for it uh then i'm doing the christian thing and i'm being a decent human being and i'm steering them toward a solution
0: Absolutely. You're still offering solution at the end of the day. Um, It may not be the solution that they want to hear, but it's still solution. And, you know, once we shift, we'll start to understand that, you know. Um, So, you know, super shout out to. Because, you know, even as even though we're not, you know, board certified and things like that, we still, you know, as coaches and, you know, consultants and people, mentors, things like that, we still have to know like the boundaries, you know, um, and I am big on that. Like I am big on my ethics, you know, standards, things like that. Hey, I will tell you a disclaimer all day. I'm not a therapist. I don't try to be one. So you can't bring those therapeutic intervention type conversations to me because I'm going to say, hey, let's, you know. I've got somebody that you maybe can reach out to. And I'll definitely be a support system for you, too, you know, if that's what you want from me. But I'm not going to try to diagnose you. I'm not going to try to cure you um, as a coach because it's just not within my, my guide of ethics. So.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. no. A good coach is somebody that uh, triages somebody, Absolutely. and then if they see, I can I can be impactful on helping them write a goal or mm-hmm. write a daily habit or something like that. And then if they triage up a little bit and they need a specialist, then a good coach will get them to a. But having a coach is so important. Absolutely. I listened to enough of your podcast to realize that <laughs> you're making an impact in a lot of people's lives. Thank you made a little great. impact in mine. I think I told you that oh, before we got started. I appreciate that. Uh, I heard great. something. Thank I heard something that was very valuable from you. Therefore, yes, continue to go down that path and I help as many that. people as you can and uh, grow, your, grow your coaching business and uh, do what you can to just replicate this thing, I scale will it definitely. up. And, definitely and do, will
0: do, do. what you can. My purpose um, is pretty clear. I, I appreciate that um, so much. Tell us a little bit about your book before we wind down here. Okay. Um, to die a hero. Let's tell. us hear a little bit about that. I'm definitely want to hear that. To die too. a
1: hero is a police fiction book, and it is basically uh, about a small town cop who uh, needs to go through a life transformation, and uh, he needs to find his inner courage and nothing like a natural disaster to show up to a town and he's got to rally the troops and find his own courage and Mm -hmm. set an example for his crew of people and bring people together that have differences of opinion and different mindsets and be be, uh, a negotiator for them to uh, facilitate a life-threatening storm comes to town it's a tornado there's a number of people that are impacted and uh, injured in it, and he's got to rally the troops and set the example of somebody who uh, gets a touch with his courage and uh, his ability to uh, face natural disaster. Right. At the very close of the second act in the book is a moment of transformation mm. where he's got a he's fallen off the horse. He's got to get off the horse, he's got to get back up on the horse, he's got to find his courage.
0: Nice. And uh, I love of The it. people
1: that read the book, they've wrote me some glowing reviews, hey, and I just it. cry. I cry, and thank God when I read oh. those reviews, because when, when I wrote the book, I was hoping somebody would really get this, and there's been thousands of people that got it, and love for it. the people that have posted me a review at uh, Amazon or Goodreads or something. Thank you. If anybody's yes. listening, this read the book and posted something like that. You've made my day. Uh, my readers have told me that I'm really good at police fiction and I'm really good at, uh, self-help. And as of Aww. recently, i am Pivoting a little more toward self help. Right. There could be another book. I'm not saying people out hey, there. Hey, we're we speaking another, that
0: into existence, Joseph. We're going to we speak may it be in. another book. <laughs> I've
1: just got a whole bunch of opportunities to write now. I'm writing consistently for three different magazines Heart Good. of Hollywood Magazine, Oneness, and Heroes Media Group. Wrote a beautiful article on post traumatic stress disorder for Heroes Media Group. And I uh, had the opportunity to interview. Burke Sage, which is a pretty, uh, popular actor in Hollywood. Uh, he just was in the, uh, role of, uh, he got the lead for the movie, honest to God, a mm. uh, very redemptive, beautiful movie. And I got an opportunity through the magazine to interview him and write an article nice. and it's been getting excellent reviews. And, uh, I've, uh, Got an author platform. I'm very blessed uh to have an author platform. Get up every day it. and do the things that I love.
0: I love it. That's amazing. Um, we, yep. you told them that they can find it on Amazon, guys. So today Hero is available on Amazon.com. Um, you guys, and also I'll have the links posted in the podcast details, of course. So Joseph Patrick Fair, you guys. This if has you put been- that into
1: Google. Oh. Yeah, it'll get right yep. to the book.
0: Yep and like I said the links will be available um in the um, podcast information as well so um I'll definitely make sure that you know my listeners get a chance to check that book out um uh, I think I'm actually probably going to check that book out cuz I'm all about reading all about transformation um from all different aspects so I I'm, I'm going to send you
1: free I'll send you free copy with the oh, bill an autographed, an autograph Hey,
0: copy. I definitely wouldn't have it any other way. You,
1: you've earned it. You've <laughs> earned it. You get a free autograph Thank copy you, from Joseph. me. I will send that. Means that means so much. And, uh, I yes, really appreciate that. If you ever want me to come back on your podcast, I would Anytime. Love to come back. and Anytime. we had a beautiful conversation. I believe your community is going to get a lot of value out of this. I do too. And uh, I
0: do too as well.
1: I do. Uh, we're we're both doing God's work and it's uh, it's a beautiful thing.
0: I appreciate you guys so much. You guys, um, listen, you know where y'all can find me at. I'm on all social media at Coach K-A-Y-W-D-S, but you know my links will also be in the podcast details. Um, You know, this is what it's about for me. It's about inspiring, elevating, empowering, and just helping us to become our most dope selves you know, individually, community-wise, and all of that stuff. Joseph, I appreciate you taking the time to be here today. Um, Again, you're definitely welcome back at any time. So you guys stay tuned. You know, you'll definitely probably hear part two after this conversation today. So until next time, you guys, stay dope, stay focused, stay positive, baby. I'll talk to you soon.